You are Locked On Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up? Everybody, welcome back to another edition of Locked On Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. Okay, what do we have today? What what do we got in our little bag of tricks? Uh, We have, we're going to talk about zip projections because uh, Fangraph's zip projections just came out with some uh, some team record predictions projections I guess is probably the better word because it's a you know math so we're going to talk about that and then where the Tigers stand and if it even matters then we are going to discuss a current update in the labor negotiations as we always do every time an update comes out we have a, a, a newer update since our last episode at least and then some house cleaning stuff at the end uh, tomorrow hopefully we will be able to break down some of uh, Baseball America's prospect rankings and stuff like that as well. So we got a fun little uh, end of the week here. All right. For starters, though, we always, always, always start with an update on the labor negotiations. And that is exactly what we will be doing today as well. The MLB and the Players Union met yet again for another meeting that did not last too terribly long. Uh, I think this one was about 90 minutes was the report. So take take that as you will. But apparently it got pretty heated and apparently that not too much ground was made up. So this will be a, a relatively quick update. Most of these updates lately have just been the first segment. And that is, that's because, you know, there's not much to talk about. There's not much movement. So, for starters, they did meet 90 minutes, nothing got done, yada, yada. Everybody knows what's up. Okay. One of the bigger, nothing really big actually changed, but one of the movements was the player pool we talked about in our last update. We talked about how the, uh, the, the bonus pool for players that are pre-arb that reach certain milestones or accomplishments or, or whatever, the bonus pool for that. The players in our last update wanted a $105 million bonus pool, and the owners responded with $10 million. This time, are you ready for this? This is crazy, y'all. This is crazy, okay? The players offered $100 million, knocked it down $5 mil, and the owners did not move their stance at bleeping all. Look at that. Progress, baby. At this rate, we'll be playing in 2050. I really can't wait for the season to start when I'm in my 50s. It's going to be awesome. Um, so that is th- that update. Not great. Uh, they also wanted to to have something for service manipulation, as we've talked about previously, service manipulation, a hot-button topic. And one of the things the union proposed was to reward teams by giving them some sort of draft pick compensation when they don't service manipulate. So instead of changing uh, what, how many months until you can call somebody up for it to count as a full year, kind of say, hey, if you call somebody up and put them on your major league roster on opening day, you get draft compensation. 
And one of the other stipulations that, that I found fascinating was to get around service time in the last offer, the union said, and I don't think we've talked about this on the show yet, but the union was interested in if, if you are a rookie that ranks in the top 30 in war by the end of the season, that counts as a full year of service, no matter how much or how little you, you actually play. If you rank within the top 30 in war, then you are, it counts as a full year of service. And I think that's fascinating. So the union's counter, not necessarily counter, but they adjusted their offer to try to bring things a little bit closer to making a deal done. And the counter was 20. So if if you rank in the top 20 in war and you're a rookie, then, or it's your first year then that counts as a full year of MLB service from here on out. And again, I that's something that I find fascinating. That's a that's a very fascinating concept that I, I'm not necessarily opposed to. I, I think, you know, not all years are are created equal, and it's it it's a little bit of a gray area, I guess. But at the same time, that's that is a way to get around service manipulation, right? I mean, you have people that are getting called up in May. And then are the best player on your team if you're a rebuilding team or, or you know a young team like we are, and they they're now stuck for you know Chris Bryant is the is the prime example right he's the famous example of when he was uh, blatantly blatant service manipulation on a, on a all time level a historic level and he he broke onto the scene and ended up playing really well and and i i just think that's that's a really fascinating concept to me and i i wouldn't mind that put in action so we'll see what kind of uh what what kind of deal they come to and if that's part of it the other updates are updates of no updates so we'll crank through those really quick and then get into the rest of our show uh there was no movement whatsoever in uh the minimum salary negotiations they're still hundreds of thousands of dollars apart and neither side budged at all. So definitely expected a deal to get done yesterday for sure. Uh, the luxury tax also, while it was adjusted in the previous offer, it was not adjusted in yesterday's offer when they met. The penalties for everything are the same. Everything else was pretty much just rethrown on the table as a like, oh, we're not budging on this. And then the other side went, oh, well, fun fact, buddy, we're not budging on it either. Doesn't that make for a fun time? So that is pretty much where we stand as far as the labor negotiations go. We will get into the Zips projections for the Tigers as if they were playing 162, which is getting more and more bleak, I think. Current man, spring training is inevitably not going to start on time because we, I, I mean, there's still free agents out there and, and it can't start right when the deal's done. So I, I think that's pretty much a slam dunk that spring training is, is going to get postponed and now the next big date is, is opening day. So hopefully, hopefully, we if we can get a deal done in February, man, even by, even by the end of February, that'd be pushing it. That'd be a month to get everybody ready i don't know man it's looking bleak it's not looking great but we will get into zips projections and try and pretend like we're going to play 162 this year after i tell y'all about built bar it's the new year so that means new year's resolutions if yours is about getting fit or eating healthier make sure you include built bar in your plan built bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or maybe even better than a candy bar built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolutions 
because it tastes so good you'll want to eat it unlike other protein bars which can be chalky waxy or even taste like chemical spill you want to eat healthy but it just gets so boring by the week three you might be thinking this is just not worth it man where's the chocolate well built bars are covered in a hundred percent real chocolate most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You compare that to the candy bar, which usually has about 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Here's an idea for the new year. Go to all your secret treat stashes, the ones at home, the pantry, the office, the car, wherever. Throw out all your sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with built bars. So when you're craving a snack or a treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible even if you're not a huge fan of working out you can at least get something that tastes good and is good for you that way when you enjoy a delicious built bar you can almost count it as a workout there's so many flavors to choose from coconut almond peanut butter brownie raspberry cookies and cream salted caramel mint brownie and many many more in fact built is always coming out with new limited time flavors so check out built.com often to see what's new you go to built.com right now use promo code lock 15 for 15 percent off of your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com. All right, everybody, we are back here for segment two of Locked On Tigers. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day, free and available on all platforms. So, Zips has been a, a, a hot button thing that everyone's been talking about lately. Yeah. Zips projections are something that's done by fan graphs. And they are a, a lot of math and, and people behind the math and everything. And they go through and, and there's a Zips projection for every single player that is expected to make a major league roster. And what their production projects to be according to all of this math. It's a, it's a big numbers thing. It's a big you know stat nerd thing, which, which I openly... Uh, and very big into analytics, but I, I also think it's very important to to balance the two, as far as the the old school and the new school. I don't think either side is really right. I, I don't think baseball is strictly numbers and analytics, or else anybody could do it. And I also don't think that ignoring more information is a good idea. But predictive and projective stats are where that gets kind of becomes kind of a gray area, right? Because Nobody can predict predict the future. That's that's not a thing. So that the, they play the games for a reason. That's the old adage, right? So I I very I am deep in into advanced analytics. I I love advanced analytics. I I think again, you, if you're against it, you're just denying yourself more information about a player. But predictive stats are weird because they're I mean never fully accurate they can give you a ballpark and I guess that's the goal of them to try to give you a general idea of where a player or a team may land but for me personally I feel confident enough in my own baseball knowledge where I would much rather just look at all the numbers and look at the players myself and give my own predictions you know what I mean and and I, and I feel I would encourage people to do that and, and not get too caught up in zips projections uh, I, I think Zips blow, I'll be honest. I, I think Steamer and Zips absolutely blow. I think Steamer stands for steaming pile of you-know-what. That's my opinion. I'll, I'll, I'll be straight. I think both of them are completely useless, and they stink, and they're hot garbage. Okay, So now that we got that out of the way, everybody 
has been talking about the Detroit Tigers zips projections for the upcoming season. They released team projections where they released the, uh, their expected record and where they expect all these teams to end up record-wise at the end of the 162-game season. Your Detroit Tigers are, according to Zips, projected to go 76-86, and 86, which is one game worse than their 77-85 and 85 record in 2021. So Zips has them basically performing about the same, actually regressing by a game, but it's that's just a game, whatever. So they have them about at the same place. In principle, I don't I I understand why this is happening because the Tigers roster, when you look at the 2021 roster, that roster was not supposed to go 77 and 85. It wasn't. That is not a 77 win roster. Okay, it's really not, and we, we have to be honest with ourselves and realize that we we overperformed and not not overperformed in the sense of oh we overperformed and now we're going to regress. We overperformed because AJ Hinge is unbelievable at his job, and we had a lot of people step up that that were were not supposed to step up, right? Eric the Eric Hosses of the world. Okay, so and and we had quite a few of those stories, and Jamer Candelario did, did, had a full season of the great production he put up in the short and 60-game season. So we have, I, I, I understand that if you're just looking at last year's roster that significantly overperformed, and then you're looking at this year's roster, which is last year's roster plus Erod and Javi Baez, that kind of makes sense now. It only makes sense because of, of what I have just laid out. I'm saying that it makes sense in in the the in the sense that last year in the sense of a math formula, I, I, I understand it. Now me understanding where it comes from does not mean that I agree with it for starters. And I don't think the Tigers are gonna win nine are gonna, you know, go out and, and win 90, 95 games either. But I, 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 that doesn't mean that I have to listen or care about zips because I don't, and I think it's stupid. And I don't know why anyone cares about it. I really don't. Zips and Steamer both can can go far, far away. I, I would be very content in life if I never heard about a zips or a Steamer projection ever again. Okay. So again, just to clarify. Because I I don't need people blowing up my my phone telling me about how I'm I'm ridiculous one way or the other, just because I understand in in concept why it has about the same record, and that's also let's be let's you know for for to be fair to us, to be fair to the Tigers, if they aren't projecting Jamer Candelario. To have another really solid season, if they aren't projecting a lot of the players that stepped up to to maintain that or take another step forward, if they aren't expecting the the young rotation to continue to take steps forward, then they're stupid. And again, wh- why why does it exist? It's so dumb. It, it 
So uh, to wrap up, okay, as a whole, it's not ridiculous to me that this math equation has predicted us to win 76 games. That That is feasible to me. That 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 kind of makes sense in a, purely in a number standpoint, given where they had us projected last year, which was around 70 wins. Okay? Kind of makes sense. That being said, don't listen or care about zips. I don't. And you probably I'm not I don't tell anybody what 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 to think as far as the analytics or as far as their baseball fandom goes. You do you're a fan of a of a game, right? Whatever whatever you want to do to to make you the happiest fanatic that you can be, you do that. But at the end of the day, they're going to play the games. Will they play 162? Honestly, probably not. I mean, we can look around and be honest with each other, right? That that seems pretty, like we said in the first in the first segment, pretty bleak at this point. But they're gonna play the season. N- nobody's gonna look at Zips and go, "Oh, well, I guess the Dodgers are the World Series champs." They're gonna play the games. It's gonna be all right. Don't get too hot headed about some some stupid projections. Look at stats of things that have happened and seasons that have happened and seasons that are currently going on. Don't don't get too caught up in what a, a, a Zips or a Steamer says about a player, a team, a league, a, a, a donut. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, I, I, I will not take that for, for any gospel at any point in my life. Let's move on to segment three. We're going to talk about just some house cleaning stuff, a little bit of a shorter episode today. But first, I got to tell y'all about betonline.net. BetOnline is you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before as football continues to march through the playoffs right to the big game in a couple of weeks. BetOnline.net, no longer .ag, BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. It's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live, real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 seasons. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, everybody, we are back here for our third and final segment of Locked on Tigers. This is going to be a quick a quick segment and a little bit of a shorter episode. We're still going to be pushing half an hour, but... Um, not, uh, you know, I, these are supposed to be 30 minutes. I'll let you in on a secret. These are supposed to be as close to 30 minutes as we can, but I just love talking and I love talking about the Detroit baseball tigers. So they tend to go over and they're not supposed to. So I'm a little bit of a troublemaker. And so this is a little bit, a little bit shorter, but it's still going to be, we're going to be all right. We're going to be all right. Um, just a couple of house cleaning things. First off. MLB, that's not right. Goodness gravy, man. I'm so sorry. The Tigers, I'm just so used to talking about MLB and and Players Union. The Tigers have announced that the broadcast booth for the upcoming season will remain the same. And it'll be Shep for play-by-play. And then it will be the usual circus kind of ring around the rosy of color commentary that we've been having the last couple of years. Simo getting some action. Kirk Gibson getting some action. Uh, so the, the usual suspects. Okay. 
I'm not going to come on here and, and, and bash any anybody's profession or if they're good or bad at their job or, or give my, my opinion of, of, you know, talent levels of broadcasting because I'm certainly not a, not a gr- broadcaster that has the ability to uh, live play-by-play a, a Major League Baseball game that is a very, like, underrated, incredibly difficult job that I don't think people really understand how difficult it is. Uh, until they're put in a situation where they have to do it, which is very rare, except for the, the, the people that do. So all the credit in the world and all the respect in the world to, to those guys. Um, it's I, I just feel like maybe it's time for this sole reason, okay? And again, where I'm not going to talk about who's good or bad or, or my opinion of, of uh, the, like I said, the talent level or quality level of the broadcast. Okay. But I I think it might be time just for the sole reason that we're heading into an era where the Tigers should start winning again. It's everybody's goal. It's what everybody wants. We're, we're spending big money again, relatively like that. Is, that is, we got top prospects coming up. The expectation is to start winning. And I think leaving the things that you know we got rid of garden hire we we've cut off a ton of players just in the last two years man you look at the difference between the 2019 roster and the 2021 roster significant like jamer candelario matt boyd miguel cabrera and like that's it joe jimenez i guess so you're you're shaving off a ton of fat with the players you're, you've completely flipped the entire coaching staff across like every level of the minor leagues, including the major leagues. You've you've cut everybody except for Ramon Santiago. You, you've done a complete flip. The front office even. We talked about in season when they made a ton of changes within the front office and the higher levels of the front office and A.J. Hinch brought in a, a lot of new analytics people. There are just so, we're, we're changing so much for the better. And I just feel like maybe it's it, we need to do that in the booth too. And I, we, 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 we're starting to win again. We're starting a new era of Tigers baseball. And I just feel like, you know what? If, if, we've, if we've done it with every single other part of the organization, why not do it in there too? Some new voices in there. Get, get people excited. Ha- have some change. We're used to change at this point. The last two years have all been changed daily almost as far as personnel goes as we try to navigate through this rebuild. And I just feel like once we start winning again, maybe we can have a new voice that that voice in the booth and that that duo in the booth, we can identify with winning as opposed to a really rough era and a low point of Tigers baseball with a with a booth that everybody has an opinion on and not too many of those opinions are positive. So just looking at a general landscape of it, I feel like it's it, in my opinion it would be in the best interest to 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 flip the booth too because we've done it with everything else else. So that is that is where I stand on the booth. The other thing and we will ho- like I said, I think I said this at the beginning. If I didn't, you're going to find out now. I definitely said at the beginning, actually, now that I think about it. Hopefully tomorrow we will be able to break down uh, the Tigers 
Baseball America prospect uh, rankings. They did their talent rankings for uh, organizations and just overall top to bottom. And hopefully we'll get to take a look at that. Get to take a look at where the Tigers fall. I will say that they're in the top 10. Okay, so that's what what we call in in the biz. We call it teaser. Okay, we call that a teaser. They're in the top 10, everybody. You're going to have to come back to get the full breakdown. That's, that's what we call a teaser. We love those in the biz, in the industry. No, I'm just playing. Uh, but we are in the top 10 for real, which is super cool. And we will go over that hopefully tomorrow. Uh, we will definitely go over it at some point, either tomorrow or Monday. Um, I'm, I'm not going to just bring it up and not talk about it, but I got to figure out if I am able to talk about it tomorrow or not for outside reasons. So we will break that down tomorrow. Thank you guys for listening. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen, Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked On Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you all for rocking with me. Thank you all for putting up with me. (laughs) Peace and love. Going to Therapy's Dope. And I'll catch you all tomorrow, baby. Go Tigers.